Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Dakota Student Podcast. I'm your host, Mason Dunleavy, and today I'm joined by Benjamin. How are you doing, Ben? Doing good today. Also joined by Vince, head of business for the Dakota Student. How are you doing today, Vince? Uh, I am doing wonderfully. Thank you, Mason, for having me on today. Uh, glad to be on here and uh, listen every week. So <laughs> That's right. Uh, for those new just joining, make sure to subscribe to our newsletter for weekly updates delivered directly to your inbox. And uh, follow the podcast for more great advice about life, right? Am I right, Ben? Oh, yes. We give great advice. Oh, yes. So, off to start. We're going to be talking about COVID. Uh, for me, personally, uh, class has been going well. Uh, I feel like I'm actually learning something this week, which is different than other weeks. I, I didn't really know what was going on, personally. But, uh, you know, social socializing with my peers, it's... A little lacking, but with all the group projects I've been doing, it's honestly not too bad. How are you feeling, Ben? I'm about the same. Classes have been rolling well. I, I definitely, I can definitely tell that there's a difference between back when we went to online classes in uh, March compared to the online classes today. There's a big difference of how much teachers have improved and how well we're all getting used to this uh new normal as we call it of how everything has changed for us over these last few months yeah i agree um it's been pretty weird to see like how much it has changed from from march because it's practically a whole different course i know right when they did that at like the end of spring break um they had no plan you know things were just kind of thrown on blackboard and they just said hey go do it and that Mm -hmm. was about the only thing to do so it's definitely nice to see that they have an actual plan and it's going well. Yes, they've they've got plans. They've got they've they got rid of our our uh, they got rid of Proctor U. It looks like, which is a big boon for all of us who uh, hated it. Uh, I haven't experienced it this year. I know one of my roommates has, but he's uh that's all for like four hundred level. So I'm, I'm guessing with those high state courses, they're probably going to keep it because they they need that barrier. But for most, I, I think they just gave the professors the choice, and most professors just said, hey, I don't want it. I, I'll say this. I definitely like the Respondus Lockdown Browser a lot more than ProctorU. Oh, yeah. A lot less invasive. A lot less invasive um, and very simple to use. You just open, you open the app, and it blocks everything out, and you're good to go. Yes, sir. So, Vince, how has uh, your daily life changed with COVID? Uh, Well, uh, just to give everyone a little bit of uh, information about myself, I am the coordinator of marketing, advertising, project management, and business operations within the Memorial Union, and I'm also the Dakota Student Coordinator. So uh, that's all on my business card, and it's a very long business card. (laughs) Uh, What does that mean? Well, I, I promote the Memorial Union, basically. So there is uh, little things to promote uh, when your building is under construction, uh, but it is, it, you know, the construction is going along great. Uh, the fun thing is um, the staff of the Memorial Union has been working remotely since March, since this uh, coronavirus kind of uh, started this whole business. So, which I think is, is great that we've had the opportunity to do that. Um, and we've been able to, we have a full line of tasks, things that we have to prepare for, for when the building does open. Uh, the building is uh, speculated to open in the uh, fall of next year. So next fall, uh, it's the anticipated open date. So we've got lots of things on our plate to do as far as, you know, making, uh, getting our website all tight and ready to go, uh, making sure we have all the web pages that we need. That's kind of what I am uh, doing a lot in the background, updating the rest of campus with how construction is going. And, and in fact, that's one thing that you're going to see a little bit more of. I have to promote a little bit the campus renewal blog. Do you guys follow the campus renewal blog? I do. Uh, it's, it's been very useful and it actually helps a lot with all of the construction going on, especially considering at how much campus can change in a matter of a day. It's a very useful tool. I actually do not follow the blog, but I'm pulling it up right now. Oh, geez. Well, Thanks Benjamin, for the information, Vince. 
<laughs> Benjamin's here for me, I guess. Thank you. Um, yeah, the Campus Renewal blog, we post updates on construction, things that are going on around campus. And uh, starting very soon, we're going to be doing monthly updates on the construction process of the Memorial Union, which will include pictures as well. If you kind of check out the blog now, you can see like uh, the beam raising ceremony is up there. Uh, if you, you know, many didn't get to attend because that was in the middle, that was over the summer. So, um, we just kind of filmed it and then put it up on the renewal blog. Um, so you can subscribe to it there and we're going to have like monthly updates with pictures and, and things like that. And so you can really see it come together and, uh, we're excited because we would love to get back into a building. Uh, you know, work, when you work for, uh, higher education, you want to have contact with students and talking with you guys is the most contact I've had with students, uh, you know, for a while, especially since there's no union building, you know, so we've, so this is great. I'm really having, you know, having a great time with this, but uh, can't wait to get back into an actual building, a real building. And uh, so we've been able to continue our work and, and do things in the background and do it and do it safely, which we really appreciate the opportunity to, to do that, but know that, we can't wait to get back on campus ourselves. Honestly, I'm very excited to see the Memorial Union when it's done, but I'm, I'm pretty saddened to know that it won't be when I'm here. So oh. uh, I, I know, uh, I hope the Dakota student still has a place in one of the offices at the union, but I guess we'll see. And I'm, I'm very eager to see that. Well, I can tell you, uh, actually, Mason, the Dakota student does have a space in there. Uh, I don't, you, you probably haven't been that involved, but there are floor plans that are up of the union, uh, the new union that are available on the uh, Memorial Union Project website. Uh, so that is attached to the Memorial Union website at und.edu. If you just search Memorial Union, you can go there and find like the floor plans and uh, different uh, renderings of what the building is going to look like. And uh, the Dakota student does have their own space there. So uh, it's, we're excited about that new space and it's going to be, it's, it's going to be a place where we're wide open on the second floor to like the rest of campus where they can see us. We'll be able to see them and it'll be, we'll kind of all be a part of this collaboration unit. It will be the, the DS's own space, but then just outside our doors, there's a big student collaboration place. And so it'll be really cool. I think it'll be awesome. Uh, oh, look at that. He's, he's bringing it up. You, you guys can't see it because you're on, you're listening, but Visually, we're taking a look at it now, and if you uh, look at the second floor plan, you'll see a little spot for the uh, for the Dakota student. It says student organizations. Is and it that big room? It is, yes. That's the one. That'll be so a nice spot for it. Yes, it'll be a really good spot. So Awesome. I'm excited to see it. Maybe we'll actually get to uh, utilize those brand new computers. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I, 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 I do laugh at how no one else is going to will have understood this, but the computers we had before uh, were very outdated at the time we were using them. And we, we were so excited because what was back in March, we were like, Hey, we finally are getting new computers. And then we're on the line. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. So what, well, yeah, that's funny thing. Like university uh, information technology, UIT, they told us you have to upgrade computers because beyond 2020 those computers that you used to use are no longer supported so we literally can't use those computers after 2020 we have to use the computer so we had to purchase new computers and we did we purchased a couple new ones um but because we're uh, the dakota student just in case you guys are unaware everyone's working remotely uh the meetings are via zoom so th this is as much as we get to see each other right now and uh so it's all remote we don't come in, into the office. We don't meet anywhere. Um, so that just so you guys, you guys know that. So we haven't got to use our new computers yet. They're not even set up. They're sitting in the housing office, which is where the Dakota student has relocated to while the union was down. So by the time we get to use them, they'll probably be in the new union. <laughs> <laughs> and they'll probably be out of date by the time we get them up and running. Oh, oh. We don't need to talk about that, Ben. That's all right. <laughs> computers move fast. All right. Have you, have you looked lately at the uh, COVID case uh, map that the school put out? Uh, the last time I looked, it was pretty down. 
Like well, compared? I did some research into that. It's only showing the last 14 days of information. So it's not like an overall deal. So when it says total number reported, that's only the total number reported for the last 14 days. Well, don't they say like 14 days it's out of your system? That's what they say. But then if you look at like the self-reported UND student by date map, it mm -hmm. the data looks a lot worse than what they're uh, explaining it as to be. Um, let me bring it up here. So they're still testing quite a bit. They still tested test. yesterday, and it looked like they didn't test that much. But they only probably... they did 105 tests yesterday. Mm -hmm. um, but if we look at at like uh, today, there were eight positives, and we've had a couple ones, a seven, a three, a one. We had a 12 on the 17th, which. Uh, that that's a, seems about right if that may have been a Memorial Day. So who knows? We could be seeing the outfall from uh, no, I'm sorry, not Memorial Day, Labor Day. We could be seeing that outfall for the next few days for a little bit. So what I want to know with these cases, how many, how many of these students are getting this from directly partying? You know, I've heard some reports that frats are still partying on weekends and even during the weekdays. So I I, I want to know. How many of these are specifically from frats and sororities and things of that nature? To be honest, I don't think they can tell us due to uh, what it, uh, HIPAA rules. Oh, yeah. Right. They're not allowed to, to give out the information of specific people who have it. So All we know is a number. Mm -hmm. So I think, I think that's also the other issue is, unfortunately, we've ha we, have a, we have this great privacy policy, but we have no idea where it's coming from mm -hmm. so so i don't know i i keep looking at it like we're it's definitely it's not going away at all it's still here so i i don't know they they keep i don't know how many i don't know how many times i've now gotten texted about have you got about tech the testing events now it's personally so i haven't been tested haven't been tested I haven't been tested either. Have you, Vince? Yes. How was it's it? It's negative. Uh, the testing, yes, it was negative. Uh, the That's testing the thing. that I did, um, I, it was the nasal swab, and it was very uncomfortable. Uh, my eye was in pain for hours after after they did that. It was not a pleasant event for sure, but I'm glad that I did um, because I ended up having... I think I had like some cold symptoms, you know, and with all these symptoms that they say that are a part of COVID, I mean, that's pretty much any sick, whenever you feel sick, any kind of sickness, you could guess that, oh, well, it could be part COVID. It could mm -hmm. be something like that. Who knows? So when I did get tested, you know, I, I'm glad I did. And then it was negative, which was, you know, it was a relief. Um, I didn't think I had it, but I, I got tested just because I, I thought I should. And um, uh, you know, we do encourage everyone to get tested, especially if you have some symptoms or if you've been in contact or things like that. And UND has been really accommodating. They've tried to do, I think, two tests per week is what they're trying to, to do, two testing events I, per week. I, I feel like that's the right number because I, I, it's either two or they, or they, or if they can't get two, maybe it's like three and like they, they try and bookend it. So that way there's always a test like every couple of days or something. Right. So I'm really encouraged to see that it, it, they're offering it, you know, we're, you know, they're not demanding students get tested, but they're giving students the opportunity to get tested, uh, you know, for free. And, you know, if they just want to go get tested at one of these testing events, I think that's that they've done a good job with that. And I think that UND has really succeeded in the testing events compared to, you know, other places in our state that have had less testing events or haven't been testing as much and it felt like that I know for like a month ago or when school was first starting you know there were certain areas that had less cases and your and Grand Forks looked like oh my goodness we have all these cases like we're spiking like crazy but a lot of that was because all those other areas weren't necessarily testing as much as we were because we were staying on top of it and a lot of people were going to the events and, and everything like that right. so um 
So yeah, they were doing a, a good job with that. Not pleasant though. It is not a pleasant experience. Well, I do think UND is doing a great job testing, not just the university students, but the community too. Any extra tests, they say, hey, community members come use them up. So, I mean, it's a great way to stay connected with the community and with your students. So hats off to you, UND. Nice job. There you go. And I think it's important, you know, like if you're feeling symptoms, get tested, you know, if you've been in contact, get tested. So uh, those are the, the big key things for me. You know, I, I don't think that I need to go get tested, you know, at every single testing event, you know, I probably don't need to do that. But the fact that they're available and people can, can go when they, when they want, I think that's, that's been really good. Mm-hmm. So while we're talking about schooling, uh, University of Washington has a lawsuit for the tuition costs during Zoom University. You know, should students be, pay, be paying full tuition for online classes? Is, I'm sure that's been a topic on every student's mind throughout the country. And I don't, I don't know. How do you feel about it, Ben? To be honest, I, I, see, I see both sides of it. I see the reason for having that full price tuition, but I also see the price where we shouldn't have to pay full price tuition um, because there's they of course the schools still have the buildings to keep up they've still got all they've still got all the staff they've got all of this facilities and all this and all this playing that they've done but there's also the sense of some schools are just all over, all online anyway so it's like what is even the point of having to pay for all yet yeah, yes you're paying for all those facilities but we is there really uh, is it really necessary for us to be paying this full rate even though we're not even on the campus like i was actually looking on the on the website and the, there's actually a special rate from the school if you take an online class yeah uh for an online class for the summer it was pretty spendy for me but you know i'm i'm normally against uh big government but on this on this one i'm actually mm-hmm. siding with UND because you know, as much as I'd like to pay less tuition, I, I still think they're using all their resources to, to help teach us. You know, the, most of my professors are doing the Zoom classes, but they're still in the classroom while they're doing the Zoom. And a lot of them are hybrid classes. So I do think the professors are putting in a lot of effort. So we should be paying full tuition because it is a, a full class. It's not just some half-assed online class. That's right. I, I sort of agree with you with that. I, 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 I think we sh- I do agree that the, the uh, professors are doing a lot of extra work with this high, with these uh, high flex classes and actually teaching live classes rather than like a video lecture. But I feel like there should be a, kind of, like some sort of maybe a discount or something in, because they already hiked up tuition quite a bit more over last year of, Maybe we just maybe maybe we go back to what last year's tuition rate was. I, you know, I if they know. kept the same plan that they had in March, I would be totally on the side for reducing tuition. If they kept that same, you know, just everything on Blackboard, go do it. Yeah, I'd say, why are we paying full price? But I don't know. I'm a little torn I right now. Uh, I I'm torn as well because I, I I look at my tuition bill and it's a lot. It's more than last year and. It's like I, I, I get it. You're gonna get that five to ten percent increase every year because that's just what that's how college work, how college is. It's it's more expensive year after year. But I don't know. I'm I'm torn as well. I I feel like there's some of like some of the, there's like some of these fees where they're charge what they're charging is like is there isn't any way that you guys can because discount any of the, some of these fees. Like yes, some of them are like forty eight cents, but some of these bigger fees that we're paying is like. Do we really have to pay full rate if some of these facilities you can't even use? I see what you're saying. Yeah, I guess that's just going to vary from every school, and we'll see if anything arises here with that. But Washington, we'll be looking out for you, and best of luck. Yeah, we'll Um, see what happens. Well, Mason, I want to ask you, because I know, uh, Benjamin, you are still in Washington. So, Mason – uh, have you utilized like uh, the wellness center, which is open again? Honestly, I, I've been thinking about it, but I'm a little nervous to do it because I, 
you know, the wellness center, they can try to be clean as best they can. But when people working out, you know, it's, they're breathing heavy, you know, some spit might get everywhere. It's, it's hard to keep that kind of environment, you know, clean to what it needs to be, you know? So I haven't utilized honestly anything on campus. I've been in a classroom three times this year and that's the most I've been on campus. Sure. Yeah. Some people are definitely, you know, being more cautious. Uh, my wife is a med school student at uh, UND's med school and she has been to the wellness center several times and she's been impressed with how they've handled things as best that you can. You know, you never, as you were talking about the sweat and everything, but as far as cleanliness and everything, they've been doing a great job and masks and stuff like that. But, uh, but yeah, so there, there's, there are so many things that are, uh, they're they're attempting to keep the student experience as lively as possible and yet as safe as possible at the same time. And it's up to the students if they wish, you know, if they want to participate or if they would rather and feel safer just keeping their distance, you know, and that's perfectly all right. That's why we're trying to, to brainstorm and figure out as many online events and virtual events and, you know, that, that you can do to to bring people together. So I can just imagine that, you know, people in, in student involvement, that, that department is just really racking their brains trying to come up with fun things to, to get student engagement uh, throughout this first semester. So, And that's yeah. going to be one of the hardest things to focus on because how do you do that, you know, mm -hmm. while trying mm -hmm. to be safe? It's just borderline impossible. Yeah, I'll definitely, I, I, def, I definitely can agree with that, Vince. They are they are trying to get as many events out there. Like I know there, there was a, a game night a couple nights ago or that esports group Mason that you were, mm -hmm. you, you were interested in. The school is trying to do as much stuff as possible because this is definitely not a fun time to be away at school in, or for like the people in the dorms they've, they've got, you're literally in your dorm room and that's about all you can do. So I I definitely will say the school is trying their best to get event trying to get trying to get all these events going because keep you neat we're not we are definitely not people who don't who are homebodies we like to have a socializing socializing aspect in our lives. I'm a little of a homebody, I'll admit it, but I do yeah, like I, going out from time to time. <laughs> I am as well, but it's definitely nice to get out. It's it's actually the funny thing of. As I've been home, I've, I uh, actually having to physically go into work for me is it's actually kind of nice because it gets you out of the house and it gets you out and you can. Yes, you're all you're all with you're all masked up and everything, but it feels it's a lot better than being stuck in a house the entire time. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Benjamin. Thanks. Rubbing that one in. Yeah, Ben. Wow, you leave the house. <laughs> Not like I. <laughs> hey, it's not like I enjoy leaving the house. Hmm. You just I, said you did. <laughs> I do. I do when I don't. Because I hate uh, being out in the middle of the environment, but it's nice to get out. It is nice to get out. Yeah. I, I went, uh, I do Walmart pickup. And for those who don't know, all you COVID kids out there, Walmart pickup, order online, go pick it up. They put it in your car for you, especially during COVID. I normally help because that's the type of guy I am, but they don't like you to. So. Walmart pickup, use it. It's a blessing. Uh, that's all I had to say. That's the most I've left the house other than class. That is not a paid advertisement. That is Just not a paid advertisement. Oh, not a paid advertisement <laughs> at all. Just a passionate man using his Walmart pickup. <laughs> yep. Uh, so earlier we were speaking about Washington and their lawsuit, but Washington has also been in the news for some other things, basically the whole West Coast. And that's about the, the wildfires raging. So some sad stuff I heard conflicting reports about how it started you know gender reveal party was a big one going around that was a big one that was going around um there was there's a, a rumor lately that's been going around that um there are a lot of they were arsonists um mm. were a whole bunch of them and it was pretty bad here in washington and we had the uh i think the worst we got on the air quality index was like over 300 and to give people context it's normally like in the 20s or 30s. Yeah. Uh, right now, let's see. I can get, tell you the no, number right now because it's on every – if you at least have an iPhone on the weather, on the iOS weather app, it will tell you what the air quality is. 
You know, we uh, should really do, uh, you guys should do a podcast on uh, a- Android versus iPhone. I think that'd be great. Uh, yeah. See, the problem is we need someone who uses an Android. Yeah, who hey, Android? right here. Oh, you're wow. talking to him. Uh, right now, uh, it is 38 on the air quality index. Um, 26 here. Yeah. And we were in the 300s. So oh, my goodness. Yes. I think San Francisco hit, I thought they hit 500. I'm not sure. But it was, it was, it was actually, we were in the, Seattle was in the uh, top 10 worst air quality cities for a few days. Jeez. See, like we're here. Okay. So we're here in, in Grand Forks. Benjamin, you're actually there. You're in Washington. Like, give us, give us that experience. What is that like? Um, to be honest, it's actually very similar to when we get a blizzard. Well, visibility-wise. And when it's like 50 to minus 50 out. You can't see anything. It's, it's very bad to breathe. And you're, you're just miserable the entire time. It was, it was pretty miserable. And then, then on the news, we had... There were actually fires probably about 20 miles from my house. Where, they, where we literally watched... Trees burn up right up to a, to a person's backyard, and it was pretty pretty scary watching it. I bet, it's like man. this because because we hadn't had rain here in quite a while, so it was like everything was dry, and it also didn't help that we had all the smoke that would just it just sat here for a week and a half. Whereas yeah. you, I know you guys got some of the smoke, but you guys got. Not as bad as we did. Honestly, I didn't notice the smoke too much. I didn't either. I didn't yeah. either. So, but I saw all those pictures. I know people in like Oakland and stuff had like an orange sky and it was nice to see people making like, like, I'm trying to think of a word for it. Like making good of the situation. You know, people were making memes out of the, the orange sky and relating it to, to movies and such. But geez, if you want to think of something that looks like the apocalypse, some of those pictures were pretty darn close that was pretty scary yeah. stuff yeah i'll say see the interesting thing is i have a aunt who has a theory that i fully believe in now that about it was about 30 or 40 years ago the forest service decided to remove the de-thinning of uh de-thinning a not deforestation but thinning out the forest so that way picking up all these uh all the branches and everything and just cleaning up the forest. And ever since they stopped that, all of these wildfires keep on getting worse and worse and worse year after year. Uh, and I think just within these last two or three years, they, they've uh, started doing that again, where they're cleaning up the forest and having them um, be cleaner. So that way the, the possibility for fires are less and less now. Yeah. Well, all that buildup of, you know, just debris on the ground, you know, just, dries out underneath the trees for months yeah, and, and, and one it tender and it doesn't take much to get them all started yeah well since we're talking i guess we can link this to climate change and stuff i don't know if you guys heard but the governor of california recently signed a bill banning all combustion engine vehicles by 2035 what are you guys' thoughts on that i saw that well i you know, it's it's insane to me to think about that. I, I mean, I'm all about, uh, you know, progressive movement into renewable energy and, you know, electric cars. That's wonderful. But, I mean, it's hard to imagine that because do we even have any place in North Dakota to plug in your car? I like, think there's one in the whole state or so. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's uh, let's 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 look Tesla car charger only because not, I know not that. only that though Vince. What I was thinking, you know how California, uh, Los Angeles especially, is known for the rolling blackouts. Mm-hmm. How are they expecting to charge all these electric so, cars with rolling so, blackouts? I don't get that. Okay, you you did miss kind of the big picture. It's the ban of new the sale of new gas powered cars. So it's not that there isn't going to be any. It's just in it's the sale of brand new. So you won't be able to buy a, a new car after 2035 unless it's electric. But what if, let, let's say you're on the border with like uh, another state. What if you just run over to the other state and buy a gas well, powered car? Of course you could. Yeah. Uh, but will they have restrictions on if you, if you can bring that back though? 
that might be some, I have to have to look into the more in the in the bill some more because honestly I don't know too much about it but that could be in the in the bill saying you can't even bring out of state vehicles in have you ever been driven to California uh no I have not so they have a border crossing basically like I drove from it was from Nevada into California on yeah on that main uh, highway on what's that 90 highway right 90 no, I that's think is- that's not 90. Oh. That's uh, 80. I was dro- 80. That's what it is. Yep, because I was stayed yeah, in I-90, Reno. I-90 is up in Washington. There you go. Okay. So, yeah, 80. Um, and I crossed over in 80. They literally, they have like a stop there on the border and you have to check all your fruit and anything else like that. They'll just add vehicles to that. Like, oh, if you're driving a gas vehicle, we, we won't let you in. Maybe after. I mean, that wouldn't obviously be 2035, but right. who knows, you know? Okay. I just think it's wild. 15 years from now, 15 years, and you expect. So I don't know. That's a lot to ask for. I know. I know well, a there's... lot of Californians are in tough places right now with, with COVID. And even before that, there was a high homelessness rate. I guess homeless people probably don't have cars either, but still, it's it's going to negatively impact a lot of these low-income places a lot oh, harder than elsewhere. So, so this there, is a map, Benjamin. This is, you, so okay. I have the uh, Tesla the the Tesla charging map. There are a total of four stations in the state of North Dakota: in Dickinson, oh. Bismarck, Jamestown, and Fargo. Okay. Each with eight chargers. So if That's you're honestly to, more than I thought. If you're driving a Minot, you're screwed. Yes, if you're trying to, if you're on 94, you're fine. If you're going to Grand Forks, maybe, but you'd have to charge in Fargo before you go. But it it looks like they're like every 200-ish miles. So I have another thing to add to that that bill since we're talking about it. Um, most of the electricity, at least here in North Dakota is from what coal plants and natural gas plants and things of that nature. I'm guessing most electricity in California, especially since it's a lot larger in terms of population and landmass is doing the same, you know, coal fired plants. Um, Does he have that in his build to try to redo their energy source for renewable energy? Or are they just switching combustion engines for more coal in the plant? I don't, that's another thing that I don't really get. I, I want to say they get some of it by uh, hydroelectric. Oh, they might, yeah. What I'd really like to see, and this is off topic, but I don't know how you guys stand on it, nuclear energy. I think that's the way to the future if we can manage to know. do it safely. I don't, I don't know if I want to sit inside of a nuclear reactor. <laughs> no? While it has wheels on it. Just imagine getting in an accident. Oh, I'm not saying like for car, just oh. overall energy production, you know, like okay. <laughs> take France, for example, they get, I think over half their energy from nuclear power plants. So okay. it's, um, let's see where this is coming from. So it looks like this is on Wikipedia, but the information's from, where is this from? California Energy Commission, 47% of its natural gas. Yeah, and fourteen percent is solar. Seven uh, percent is wind. Eleven um, percent is every is is uh, some others like geothermal and biomass. Then you have eleven percent hydro and nine percent nuclear. So mostly natural gas, and that's yeah. You know, people. I guess if they're fine with switching from a combustion engine to just more natural gas production, sure, go for it. I don't, I, I don't have much say in I don't know I, I but 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 Mason the other thing is what what is electric car technology going to be in 15 years that's a good question are we because uh, what even it so a model s a model s in the long range can do 373 miles before between charges mm-hmm. so that means you're stopping probably every 250 to 275. Whereas with a car, you could go unlimited. I go 400 miles my Hyundai Elantra. (laughs) Yeah, and on on what, like 11, 12 gallons of gas? Yeah, 11 gallons. It's pretty good. I get like 40 miles a gallon. 
And truly, your only limit is how how late are the gas stations open? Yeah. I've never driven an electric car. Have you guys driven an electric car? I have not been an electric I car. I have not, but I wish I, I had. I've driven a hybrid car. When I learned to drive, I learned to drive in a uh, crappy Prius C where the thing barely wanted to be at 60. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I... I, I I'm very interested to, to see how an electric car would drive. I know I've heard that the, you know this Tesla specifically in technology is advanced to where they've got really good like their acceleration is out of this world. But uh, but I don't know. It's just I I like I'm kind of like I like muscle cars. You know I like yeah. gas guzzling and it's not good for the environment. But uh, you know. I, not as a daily driver, but to have like an old, you know, you know, Dodge Challenger or something in the garage. I mean, oh, that'd be that'd be sweet. Yeah. But see, the funny the funny thing about this though is they is you, everyone in California though has their Prius or their Tesla. Yeah. But then what do they do when they want to go travel? They go hop on an airplane. Yeah, a nice <laughs> so, a nice private jet. So. <laughs> So to so to be so to say that they're going to be to go on the climate change thing, all you're really doing is switching out which is going to which where where you're where you're making your uh, your Honestly, carbon ben, from whether it's the power plant that charges the car or from the car itself. I don't think any celebrity in California has driven personally. <laughs> okay, like ever. I feel like they're either taking private jets or helicopters, but like. You know what I'm saying? Los Angeles, nobody drives that has enough money to afford a private jet because there's no point. You're sitting in traffic for three hours when you can just take a 20-minute plane ride. Right. But I don't know. I, it's, I, it'd be very interesting to see where this bill goes to in the future because I feel like, yes, we're making all of, we're mocking it slightly, but it's like, what is electric car technology going to be in 15 years? Are we going to be able to go six, 700 miles on a charge and charge in three and a half minutes or whatever it takes to fill your car up? Well, yep, I guess that's... the question is, oh, sorry, Vince. No, that, that's where phones are going. That's all I'm saying. Like every new phone that they announce, super, this has fast charging. Oh, but this phone has super fast charging. You get 50% in 10 minutes. I'm like, awesome. I know. So is is that what we're going to is that truly what we're going to do with the electric car cuz I I like when they first came out like I know there's the level 1, level 2 and then the like the the level 3s. The level 3s a lot faster than the whole, level 1. So what are we going to get to like level 12 and then we'll finally be able to get to uh the same amount of time that you would be at like a gas station or are we soon going to just start seeing gas state places like a gas station become your three and a half minute charge for your car i guess what it depends on what they're going to focus on to like to expand on you know i don't know if they're going to focus on a cheaper price point that would make uh, more sense to me especially if they're trying to do that kind of mass electric car thing so i think they're going to have to reduce the price a bit tesla's you know they're kind of cheap for a well well nice car okay but do some do have you looked into that the Cybertruck at all? Yeah. It's about the same as if you were to buy a diesel truck. Yeah, but uh, to make the average consumer able to afford it, you know, cuz that's for that bill, I think the average consumer needs to be able to afford an electric car and I I'd say the average person cannot afford a Tesla because well, is, well, what's they're the getting there though. They're I getting the, there. I thought the there. base model is only like thirty grand now for the. Nobody Tesla wants truck, the least. base model though. Nobody wants. Okay, that. but it's okay, but for for comparison, wants. that's the what's that's a, your what's, Hyundai Elantra. Well, yes. if people are going to buy <laughs> Tesla, they're going to get the features. You know, they're going to get all-wheel drive. They're going to get the long-range battery. They're going to get maybe not they if they can. can't afford it. You know. If you're a college student, maybe someday you'll get a beat up Tesla and you'll be happy about it. Oh, I can't. I kind of can't wait to see if anyone's selling a beat up Tesla. Is that a thing? <laughs> Not yet, but you Not know, yet. someday. Well, because let's see, what does a Cybertruck cost? And Mason, you know, look up what what your base price F one hundred and fifty is. Oh, that, dude, I'm guessing eighty, ninety k at least. Okay, right? your your base price Cybertruck. The single motor, real, single motor, rear wheel drive, is oh, can't buy that in North Dakota. Thirty nine ninety nine. 
So it uh, says like, the 2020 Ford F-150 MSRP is 28000 But I – is that real? I thought trucks were super spendy. Well, uh, okay, well, that's your base model truck. Yeah. Well, were you saying base model – Yes, I'm looking at you, at the okay. at your 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 lowest end offering. Guys, yeah. are we just deciding we're all buying Teslas right now? <laughs> Basically, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I got I got 40k laying around, right? Yeah, but also what? So for what car or truck is going to be able to tow 7,500 pounds for 40 grand? True. I don't even think an F-150 can tow 7,500 pounds. All right. I don't know anything about trucks. I don't want to say that I do. And it's going to take me a little more research than uh, what we uh, can afford to answer. Totally, that. but I, I, to, I, see, I see it going both ways for the whole electric car thing. Yeah, they can definitely get the price down. And the price is at a good point, especially for right now. What Elon has done within the past decade is crazy you know crazy innovative in almost every way with all his companies and if he continues the the trend he's on i i expect nothing but the best but we'll see yeah what i this is off topic but i'm really interested in seeing all the developments with spacex and the moon mission and starlink everything it's all going to be a a wild ride for the future I agree. I yeah. I the the Starlink though looks like it's not delivering what they promised so far. I haven't looked into too many updates about it. I know they're still launching it, but they're still launching. But the people who currently have access to it are complaining that it's not what he advertised at all. I did he? I think he said it's just a mass internet network that's pretty bad. It's a well. It, it's it, he 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 uh he claimed speeds and it wasn't even close to the speeds he was claiming. Did he claim fast speeds? I don't think I ever saw that. Um, SpaceX says its Starlink satellite internet can download 100 megabits per second, which is pretty slow. It's definitely not like terrible, but it's pretty slow. Yes, but people are getting 11 to 60 megabit. Okay. So they're getting a tenth of what it, yeah. they're saying it should be. That's pretty bad. Right, and that's that's where they're having issues right now. Is it's not even at, it's not even at that super slow speed they required, and this is only with like a few people on it. Yeah, uh, I guess we'll have to see once they release more Starlinks. Maybe it'll get faster. You know, the more connected. But I guess that's that's what time will tell. An unfortunate event in the news, and basically for everyone in the U.S. Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg has passed away unexpectedly. Some might say expectedly, but it was, in my mind, very unexpected. Seemed out of the blue. I thought she was doing fine not too long ago. I know she had a surgery for cancer, I believe, but I thought it went well. I don't know. Sad day, and I personally do have some opinion. I know this political situation is going to be a, a storm of stuff, especially it's election year. It seems like every time a justice is gone, it's an election year, so it's lots of arguing. Um, um, not really. Well, last one. No. 2016, Bre wasn't it? Brett Kavanaugh was 2018. Then Neil Gorsuch was April of 2017. Uh, Maybe it was the Neil one I'm thinking of. There hasn't been many. I think in the whole time that there's been one, uh, been a uh a replacement one it it most of, there's only been like one or two in this I'm, entire time i'm pretty That's, sure during obama he had like his presidency i'm pretty sure he had a similar scenario where uh a justice was gone and he had to appoint someone and republicans were mad because of um, election his, the first one he had to appoint was on august 8th of 2009 huh maybe i have to look more into that maybe i'm it, it only it has only happened like twice. Either way, uh, I am personally on the side where I think Trump should wait. I know that's a little different than what my political stance is a little different than the past, but I do think he should wait just to avoid that argument because it's, it's not going to be a fun one. I know people want him to get an appointment right away, but 
I don't think he should. I think he should wait until after the election. What do you guys think? Benjamin? I don't know. I, I feel like no matter what choice is going to make, what, whatever choice he's going to make, people are still going to be mad with him. Yeah. So I feel like if, if Congress approves it and it's all put forth and done through, then you're going to have people be mad. If he chooses to wait after the election, you're still going to have people be mad. No matter what, it's kind of this lose-lose situation of you're always going to have people being mad about this. It's very true. That's politics in general. People are always going to be mad. Um, so far, the top choice that's been going around the news, I don't know if it's actually the top choice, but Amy Barrett. And from my mind, she does seem like a good choice. You know, I, I do like seeing a woman's spot replaced by a woman. You know, it's there is a lot of male representation on it, and we are in an age where we do like equality like we should. But yeah, I think she's a good choice. She's already on a circuit judge on the U.S. Court of Appeals in Chicago, I believe. And she's got the resume, so I guess we'll see what happens with that. Yeah, well, it's definitely an interesting thing to see because if, if it is replaced by a woman, it's uh, three women to five men. So it's not like they have the majority, but it's definitely it – would, it, it would be almost close to – it would be exactly what it was before, and if one of them else either steps down or passes away, we maybe who knows? Maybe they they may put another woman in there, and then it'd be half men, half women. Honestly, I I did like the way that it was before she unfortunately died uh, with Chief Justice John Roberts. I know he's a conservative appointed judge, but he's been kind of wavering between the two sides. He's been supporting, you know. The, the liberal side and the conservative side on multiple issues. I think he's been siding more with like equality rights with the, the progressives, you know, like gay rights and marriage rights and even reproductive rights. I think he even sided with them on some recent cases. So I did like seeing that balance and without uh, RBG, we uh, are a little one down on the balance meter. So I don't know. It's definitely going to be interesting what's going to happen. Yeah. 2020, man. 2020. <laughs> what else is going to go wrong this year? Speaking, I don't know. Speaking of, of politics, I wanted to bring this up. Have you guys watched the Social Dilemma documentary on Netflix? I have. It's, uh, it's interesting. If, if any of you don't like social media or you do like social media, it's for everyone, really. Go take a look at it. Um, I personally am not a fan of social media. I'm in the, the business of social media, though. I'm going into marketing, so I kind of have to get to know it. But it gives you a, a crazy insight into the industry from some reputable people. And, yeah, lots of good information from it. It will make you think twice about spending, you know, spending your time scrolling through your news feed. Uh, you know, they, they kind of picture... I know everyday person as just an algorithm and they're trying to figure out the best way to advertise to that person. How can we get them to see the most ads just by flipping through? They want you to keep flipping through and keep flipping through. And another thing that really was important about this uh, talking politically was um, uh, the documentary talked about how, well, people in your newsfeed, if you uh, like certain things politically on, on right or left, then they are going to fill your newsfeed. The algorithm is going to fill your newsfeed with people that agree with you. So especially during this time of COVID where we're all indoors and we're all looking at our phones and, and social media and stuff like that all the time, even more than we probably would if we were going places, um, we are also getting into this, uh, we're getting into this vacuum and we think that like, everybody agrees with us because everybody in our feed is agreeing with this one take that I liked. And now all of a sudden everybody has these feelings. And so it's making people uh, angrier, louder with their, with their opinions. And if you dis it, it makes people accept disagreement less. Mm -hmm. And it's really, really fascinating to think about mm -hmm. it. I was, I was kind of blown away by that, but. 
I have not watched it yet, but I did watch uh, the great hack that Netflix did about uh, the, all the election about the election, and it base and from what Vince, what you're telling, it sounds almost identical to it of how of how Cambridge Analytica did the exact same thing. They figured out what you are, and then they just fed you with stuff over and over and over again. Oh yeah. And what I liked about the the social dilemma on Netflix is they did a really good job of like visualizing the process of how that goes about. I don't know if you guys get what I'm saying, but they had this, I'll, I'll point to a specific like scene, I guess, throughout it. They have like these three dudes sitting in a room and they're kind of controlling different aspects of your social media, you know? So say like they're, they're talking about you scrolling, you know, he said, all right, let's add some more friends posts. They're doing like that. And, trying to capture your attention. It's almost like these active programmers like trying to get you. But it was just a really good job of visualizing that and how the algorithm basically does it. Definitely something I'm going to have to watch sometime this in the oh, next week or so. You should. And then, oh my goodness. It was, uh, my wife and I were like, okay. They, they actually tell you like some of the guys who created these social media giants are not created, but like we're a part of the founding fathers of these companies. Like the founder of Pinterest was on there and stuff like that. Mm. Um, he talks about how, yeah, we don't have our phones in our bedrooms anymore. Like we, we don't even bring them into the bedroom. We charge them somewhere else. You know, and when we go to bed, the phones aren't there. Cause how many times do you lay in bed, you know, and you're scrolling through your phone? My wife and I do that, you know, every we night. Don't, yeah. We don't think anything about it, you know, but, but then you're like, Oh, well, my goodness. Yeah. It actually is taking away from positive, you know, time we could have and stuff. And yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting. Eye opening. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think I'm on Twitter the most, but I think I hate Twitter the most. So it's kind of <laughs> weird. Like, I don't know. Uh, well, I don't get I it. Think I, th I feel like Twitter is one of those things is either your account is set up in one way or it's set up in the other. It's either you subscribe to a whole bunch of news, you commented on a whole bunch of news at the very beginning of when you had it, and that's all you ever get, or you had it set up with your friends group and interests, and that's all you see at all. Mm -hmm. And it, that's actually been one of the interesting things I've noticed is I, it started to be I just was using it as for news, and then as I added more and more and more, the less and less you actually saw of it to where it's now. It's like I see like the same. 40 posts a day now i have mine set up for its news and i hate it <laughs> just because i see so many different reports for the same story and that's just like everywhere but yeah yeah so und students have a couple events to look forward to we have nelson's pumpkin patch for those that are interested still open wear your mask have some fun get out of the house might as well right um another thing coming up october 5th president armacost his inauguration don't want to miss it. It'll be fun to watch. We can all uh, come together as a community and honor this great guy. Cause uh, that's my opinion. He is a great guy. I don't know if any of you have actually talked to him, but he seems like a very humble and you know he really cares about the community. Mason, didn't you do an interview with him last year? I did. I did. Can that be found on our website? Oh, I can. Head to dakotastudent.com and click on my name, Mason Dunleavy, and you can find all my articles. It including should be that interview. Including that interview, yes. Thank you, everyone, for tuning into the Dakota... Ah, <laughs> <laughs> Take two. Thank you, everyone, for tuning into the Dakota Student Podcast. I'll catch you next week with Ben and hopefully another guest, but we'll see. Take care and have fun with COVID, everyone. <laughs>